0: Okay, orphans, listen to me. Listen to Ignacio. I know it is fun to wrestle. A nice pile drive to the face,
1: or a punch to the face. But you cannot do it. Because it is in the Bible not to wrestle your neighbor. Episode 70. The move with the
0: rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every
1: time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in ten. I'll be there in ten. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube, your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted, the seventh funniest podcast on the internet. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And I thought free comic book day was every day. So I walked in my local comic book store and I just started grabbing stuff and go, What are you doing, sir? He goes, It's free comic book day. And they go, sir, please put those down. They go, But it's free comic book day. And they were like, Sir, please put that down. And I thought I it like, meant, But I want all my free comic I want all my comic book free. I thought right. it meant anything in the store was free. Yes. So I'm like loading
0: stuff up. <laughs> hey, like, this absolute kingdom come will look great. Oh my hey, god. Yeah. Uh, i got my absolute kingdom come signed by mark wade mark Cape. wade did you hear that june bob he did <laughs> you know that king absolute kingdom come i stole from you swiped oh, out from under your right. korean nose <laughs> boom signed by mark wade personalized Dang. to brad it says brad no it says to brad best mark wade
1: uh i had him, he wished me his best uh, i had him sign my book but i was very very specific in what i wanted so he wrote dear frank I enjoy your company, and I'm glad <laughs> you came to visit me on Cape Day. As soon as you put the gun down, I will finish writing this. <laughs> I don't even have an absolute. So, let's talk comic books this this episode, Brad. All right. Episode uh, 70. Um, gosh, so much has come out. Let's talk. just touch a little bit about Free Comic Book Day. And Cape. And Cape. We had a ball out there. Yeah. What did you th- – oh, uh, f- let's, let's jump real fast to uh, Free Comic Book Day. Anything catch your eye? This what is, is, is what caught my eye. The Adventures of Paul
0: by Michael Rabagliati. And it's Rabagliati.
1: and who's the publisher on it?
0: Drawn and Quarterly. Drawn and Quarterly. Now, here's why I liked it. Did you get this at Zeus?
1: Yes, I did. Um, it is uh, it is a slice of life. It's about this kid growing up and just kind of writing about his his life. Uh, his father was a printer. And there's a great story in there about him uh, visiting his dad's office where uh, he's showing him how a topography machine works, about getting all the typing things ready for the print. And he he talks about the types of fonts he went. And this is like in the early 60s. And then uh, um, a funny story about him and his best friend when they were 14 going into Montreal to spend the day in a department store just kind of walking around and killing time and stuff. And And it's just... Slice of life. The artwork is very simple, reminded me of something animation you would find from the sixties. Like if you think of a pan Pan American um uh brochure, it has that, that kind of futuristic modern look to yeah, it. Yeah, sure does. Uh anyway, it just spoke to me. It was so sweet and just so kind and 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 I, I really like it. This is the one thing that I'm glad I picked up. This was a <clears throat> this was from 2005. Concrete, oh my gosh! See, I yeah, didn't even Zeus,
0: know that. Zeus had some, you know, the current ones, and then uh-huh. they they put some on the shelves of some older ones uh-huh. that they had. I just noticed it's from 2005. Drawn what? drawn quarterly dot com.
1: Yeah,
0: it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. And you know what else is cool, Brad? What DCBS? DCBS. They yeah. are. Uh, Grace, gracious enough to sponsor our show, and Frank and I use them. We save lots of money on our comics. Uh, we can give uh, you can go to DCBService.com dot com, look at their monthly specials, flat rate shipping. You can get it once a month, twice a month, four times a month, twice and four times a month. There is a little uh, monetary uh, up bump up for that, but mm-hmm. it's small. But I think get, about what you are saving in gas and time and all that. I get mine twice a month. I get mine twice a month too. We love DCBS, dcbservice.com. Uh, back to free comic book day. What else did you? Uh, I did picked you... up one free comic book. I think I left it in the in the motor vehicle that I used to get here. <laughs> um, it was the X Men uh, comic. I think it was written by Mike Carey. Uh-huh. I just flipped through it. Greg Land artwork. Um, I don't know if it was new story or not. Okay, but that's. I don't understand. Maybe I do. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll rephrase it. I do understand this, but I don't like it. Okay. Put it that way. When you go in some, you know, most comic book stores on free comic book day, they go, hey, I've got a, you know, a, a shelf full of them. There's like 15 different ones. Mm-hmm. Pick one. <laughs> if they're free, why can't I pick one of each? Yeah. Well, they, turns out they pay for them, right? They oh, have, you know what? They, I they never have do to, that. They have to actually buy them from Diamond because these companies sell them to Diamond. Diamond sells them to Zeus Comics.
1: I did not know that.
0: I was not aware of that. I yeah. was not aware of that. So maybe that's why. But it's hard to just pick one.
1: Yeah, no, it is because you do want a sample. I uh, I got I got like maybe Zeus was was very generous. I got about maybe 10. And out of those, there were several that I liked but didn't didn't really love. But, you know, I, I got exposed to some new stuff. I mean, that's how I got exposed to the ad- – where, where is it? The Adventures of Paul. Um, but um, <clears throat> what was I, – I mean, you, you know, w- what I did after I read them, I was reading them at a Starbucks. I would leave them out for other people to see, you know, to pick up. Maybe they would get it, you know, people who maybe don't go to comic books. I thought book. about
0: doing that with that X-Men book, just reading I, it and – Leave it in Starbucks, actually.
1: Yeah, and and there's there's a couple books that, that you just can't leave out for one reason or another. Like uh, like this one, it's called the Funny Book. It's put out by Fantagraphics. Um, this is the one that had the Manister. The Manister, that is so awesome. The, Tell uh, them what that is. Well, the Manister, uh, he's a superhero, and he has the most unusual power: the ability to assume the shape of a banister. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's just a one page one. Let me see it. Yeah, it's a one page deal. The manister
0: in, feeling frustrated. He's watching TV, and uh, anyway the narration goes, The manister has a most unusual power, the ability to assume the shape of a banister. But sometimes it's just not enough. Oh no, the claw has taken over the local TV station. And the claw's on the TV, says, This is the six o'clock news. I am the claw, and I will force Chip Adkins and Marsha Bell to give you the news. They will do so, or they will suffer. (laughs) And the manister says, And there's nothing I can do. There are no staircases
1: with missing banisters involved. (laughs) It's also
0: frustrating.
1: (laughs) That's funny as heck. Is that not just a great? So that made me laugh. (laughs) Anyway.
0: I didn't pick up any more free stuff, but Mm. while we were at Cape, uh, we visited uh, with uh, David Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Our friend David Hopkins, who we've spoken to a few times before. He contributed to a book called Web Slinger. It's Unauthorized Essays on Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, there several uh, different artists, obviously. Keith R.A.D. Candido is one of my favorite authors. Um, he he writes lots of uh, cool Star Trek books and, and Marvel fiction prose mm-hmm. novels. Let me see if I can find the uh, table of contents. Uh, let's see who else. Robert Greenberger has been uh, – he's edited a lot of those um, prose uh, stories. Uh, Jerry Conway did the introduction. Oh, I dropped the page. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Robert Taylor, Lou Anders, Richard Handley, Michael Bernstein, Joseph McCabe, Adam Troy Castro, David Hopkins wrote Secrets and Secret Keepers. And I'm really looking forward to reading that. Cool. But, you know, I like anything Spider-Man related, except of course, uh, Brand New Day, but I won't get <laughs> into that
1: uh, you want to talk about that
0: oh yeah i took
1: Here. speed racer speed racer now, rated, rated pg rated pg now before we go into it uh, i was excited about the movie but uh i heard some reviews on it what did not you hear what fa- kind of reviews not, did not hear? favorable uh a lot of color not a lot of substance and that tainted me and i haven't gone to go see it all right well i took my nine-year-old and this is pg you're saying it's rated PG. Okay. I took Is my
0: 9-year-old, this- and I took my girlfriend's uh, 12-year-old. Okay. He just turned 12. If he's 12, he just turned 12. Okay. Um, we left 40 minutes into it. Goodness gracious, are you serious? Yeah. Uh, because it was rated PG, right? Right. Um. There were two different swear words, one of which was repeated twice. uh uh-huh. um, There was... A young man, older youth, young man who had his hands bound together, tied mm-hmm. behind a chair, while one of the bad guy's henchmen's beat him about the face and head, neck area with his fists, causing split lip and blood. Okay. I mean, this kid was getting beat up. Okay. There was a uh, piranha on human finger eating action, mm-hmm. complete with bloody water in the fish tank. Mm hmm. Um, you didn't actually see the piranhas eating. This is what you saw. This is the setup. You saw this big old bone with meat, mm-hmm. big old like turkey bone or ham hock or something, put in the fish tank, and the piranhas went nutso over it. You saw them actually clean that. So you know what the piranhas do, right? So then they were trying to get information out of this young man. So they he wouldn't talk. That's why they were hitting him. So they threatened him by showing them what the piranhas would do to this bone, right? They cleaned it. And then they grabbed him, pulled his hand up, and they were going to put it in the fish tank. And, of course, they got distracted. I think Speed Racer showed up or something. Um, Might have been Racer X. I forget at this point because I'm, I'm really upset at the language and what I perceived as a higher-than-PG level of violence now, in I'm, this movie. No, I'm not on. a parent. Hang on. Okay. So... Bullets start flying. One of them goes through the fish tank, and the the bad guy is like, "Oh my babies!" He's talking about the piranhas. The fish tank's leaking water. He's worried about his fish; they're gonna die. So he tells a henchman, "Plug up the hole with your finger." And he's like, "I'm not gonna do that." And he's like, "Yes, you are. So you're the camera, right?" He plugs he plugs up the fish tank with his finger, and from from either side of him, you see the the piranhas come in like this Mm because they see a human finger. And then they start eating the finger, and he's like thrashing back and forth. And you see the the water boiling, and then the blood starts flying everywhere in the fish tank. And I look over at my nine year old, and she's like, with wide eyes, going, "Daddy, this isn't what I thought this movie was going to be." So we left. Okay. I just got up, and and a uh, Troy um, that was with us. He uh, he was like, "Why are we leaving?" and you know, I, after I explained it to him, he's like, okay, I get it. Okay. Thank you for taking me, but you know, I'm okay with leaving anyway. So I was just really upset. They said the a word twice mm-hmm. and they said, damn once mm-hmm. And in a PG movie. I just don't think that's appropriate. Okay. The movie was filled with kids, some younger than my nine year old. Mm-hmm. I don't want my nine year old watching a movie. That's as far as I remember, based on a TV show, a cartoon that was very kid-friendly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and now, as an adult, the movie was really pretty to look at. Uh-huh. Special effects were incredible. But I wasn't there as an adult. I was there as a father.
1: So, would you see it as an adult? I mean, would you go back and see it?
0: I would go back. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably even take my 13-year-old who, well, she's 13 and a half. But she's been enough through enough in her life that she's really more like a 15-year-old in her mm-hmm. brain, she could handle that. She okay. knows it's, it's you know, a movie and fake and stuff. But my 9-year-old was really kind of freaked out about it, and I was really upset. And I don't know who I'm more upset with, the MPAA for giving it a rating that I thought mm-hmm. was incorrect, or the Wachowski brothers for taking a a innocent cartoon and putting things in it that weren't appropriate. Wow. So I was real upset because I wanted to watch the whole thing, you know. And part of me is like, eh, I saw half of it. I'm sure the rest of it looks just like that did. So maybe I don't need to go see it again."
1: I'm uh, I'm I'm still on the fence of it, uh, just mostly because of the of the uh, of what we've heard story wise. I mean, uh, just this this, you know, it, it's just weak story wise. Take it ag- take or, 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 again, I'll
0: emphasize. I saw the first forty minutes. So if there were more swearing than that, I didn't hear it. If there was other violence, I didn't see it. In the first forty minutes or so, that's what I heard and that's what I saw. So, if you're going to take your young children, I recommend watching it first. If you you know are worried about what they might see and might hear.
1: Okay. So, uh, you want to talk about this or move on to something else?
0: Yes. Harold Jeannette. Harold Wayne Cordova. Jeannette. They're working on their own. And comic. Wayne Cordova. Let me see. That. And Frank's in it. And I'm in it. Yes, it's called, called Mimes, and it's an acronym: M I spirit, M period I period M period period S period stands for Mobile Initiative for Muting Evil Syndicates. And the art in this, Harold is really knocking this out of the park. Now I saw his stuff. Wayne Cordova, you know, is a CGS listener. He's been on our show.
1: And we're still supposed to do the the Iron Fist Power Man. Yeah, we're going to review
0: Iron Fist Power Man Essential with him. But um, Wayne and Harold have gone in together and created this comic that I think the, they were kind enough to send us a 10-page preview, and it's pretty awesome. It's Harold's,
1: wonderfully campy. Harold's it's,
0: art is really perfect for this story, and I like this art even better than the, uh, the art that we've seen when he was working on the smoke and mirror trade. Uh-huh. That has kind of been put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. This art's incredible,
1: and and Wayne, you, uh, th- there were there's some really laugh out loud uh, parts in it that. Are just, yeah, I don't know who's writing
0: it. it. Maybe Wayne. I don't know if Harold is contributing to the writing, but whoever's doing it, obviously Wayne is because he's not drawing it. But
1: and and I'm afraid I don't know what what the goal of this. That they're going to try to publish it on their own or, or self publish. But I,
0: it's, it's I can't remember what it says on the website. But I mean on a, on our, the message board. But it said I think the first. Part of this is supposed to premiere in the um, the comic that the forum, the comic forums community is creating. The CGS stories, right? Um, they recently put out volume one, right. CGS stories. It's an anthology of of people from the board, you know, writers, artists, or whatever, podcast listeners, and they're working on a second volume of that. And I believe this is supposed to be published in it for the first time. I think and guys, you're gonna
1: love it. And th- and thank you for making me an inspector, Inspector Redcon. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's
0: these a group of four mimes that uh, I'll read the uh, the thing at the you know at the top. It says Peter Parker was a school student yes. who got bit by a spider. This is what it says at the top. Members of the traveling Cirque de Circus. <laughs> a freak accident involving That's a funny. radioactive uh, barrel caused them to develop powers beyond their imagination or well actually powers that reacted to their imagination together these mimes band together to fight together these mimes band together tongue twister (laughs) to fight the evil forces of evil they are the greatest super team the world has never heard
1: mimes mobile initiative for muting evil syndicates I I love when the um uh, when the inspector calls the mimes yeah and <laughs> Inspector Rencon. I looked at that and I went that's that fun. looks just like Frank that, but but that's yeah, that the mimes is perfect. yeah the answer
0: here I'll read it I'll read it Frank has got his clipboard and he says get me the mimes and so they ring the phone rings and on the it's just a picture of the mime holding the phone listening with we'll this look on his face like what. And you can hear Frank through the phone saying, Mimes, Mimes, there's been a robbery. You've got to get over here. How fast can you make it? Hello? Are you there? I hate Mimes. <laughs> I guess you're on your way, right? <laughs> Click. <laughs> of course, they were not talking. And so then it's just, he gets to uh, the Mimes show up. Oh, this is funny. There was a, the, the first uh, robbery happened at le first national bank of nations <laughs> and so frank being the smart inspector that he is uh, asks him asks the mimes to meet him at le second national bank of the nations <laughs> because that's where they think the next yeah. robbery is going to be it's really really well done and it's fun and it's obviously very it's all ages it's very kid friendly and you will love it and, uh, so when it comes out that. yeah that's You'll definitely to, uh, gonna be. Uh, it's definitely gonna be very fun to read.
1: Mm. Um, just briefly, Justice League of America issue twenty, that, v- uh, written by or uh, artist Ethan Van Skyver, who while we were interviewing on our show uh, was actually penciling this. He was. He was actually drawing this particular issue, and we've
0: been waiting with bated breath <laughs> to uh, see if he actually included a half-hour wasted Easter egg. And uh, if he did, we can't find it <laughs> so but thank you, I'm, thank you I'm thinking the answer is no, however, no. we will go on to say that the art in this is beautiful I mean I think it's beautiful, all of ethan's art is just amazing
1: i mean there's there's a scene in here that's just nothing but fire yeah, look at that and that's the detail is just amazing that that's that's golly that's just what he could just do so well It's just a detail it it's you know, if a, I, I you know I I think to myself sometimes like uh, I'm a big fan of things like Justice League Unlimited, uh, very cartoony, very poppy art, and there and there's a lack of detail and stuff like that. But I think it still tells the story well and stuff like that. But then you look at something like this, and it's so immensely detailed, and you're just like, wow, you know that takes just so much work and so much effort.
0: If you remember in the interview we did with him, he said he was experimenting with drawing Flash. A certain way. Yeah, different a types different way of than, than he's ever done. And uh it's really, really cool. I like I like the art in this a lot. I wish yeah. he could draw a monthly book. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm I, I'll gladly wait for the things he draws. I mean, he does covers, you know, frequently. Yeah. But the art in this is just pretty awesome. And uh I dare say Wonder Woman's hasn't looked this good in a long time. <laughs> and what a fun
1: combination, Wonder Woman and Fly. I know. It's pretty awesome.
0: I have yet to actually sit down and read the story because I'm spending all my time looking for a possible Easter egg. Yeah. Like in looking in just the little nooks and crannies. And
1: I was telling Brad when it came out, because wouldn't it be funny if it was just like really overt? Like it was like Wonder Woman holding a shield with our logo on it or something. That or...
0: Or flash saying, "Ah, oh, that was a half hour wasted." <laughs> of course, that wouldn't be Ethan; that would be Jeff mm-hmm. Johns.
1: Speaking of DC Comics, hey, we talk about Zero, DC uh, Universe Zero. So we haven't talked about this. No, um, I guess we should get first impressions. Uh, I well, guess the, I'll go. This, f-
0: this. Let's set the stage. This uh, was published a week after Countdown to Final Crisis number one, which right. was the final issue of that. Which, uh, can I say something Go for about it. that? Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: the whole countdown thing. I don't, I made a fuss about 52 and I stopped buying it, uh-huh. you know, halfway through. For some reason, I continued to buy Countdown, uh-huh. hoping against hope that it would get better. It never did.
1: I got, I got, I stopped reading Countdown halfway through it. Yeah. Uh, but I did get the last one because I thought, okay, uh, you know, m- you know, maybe to will be some revelations and stuff like that. And um, you didn't happen to get um, this issue number two, did you? No. All right. Uh, spoiler alert, one. people! Uh-huh.
0: For for countdown to final crisis number two, Side bites it in this. Okay. Really? Open that up. Orion, his son, comes back, and they have a knockdown dragout. I'm gonna thumb through it while you talk. Yeah, about. please do. Which and the only reason I'm mentioning this is because it ties into these f- last couple of pages of DC didn't Universe maybe Zero. Maybe that's how come I didn't quite get uh, yes. DC Zero. Um, at the end of DC Universe Zero. We see this figure, this flaming figure, this man on fire falling from the sky. Uh I didn't realize it while reading it. But after reading a interview with Jeff Johns,
1: <clears throat> that's dark
0: side falling from the sky.
1: Really? Yeah. Now, now if- okay, now remember my thing about that because I kept saying um, look at his teeth. His teeth don't look. That just doesn't l- feel like Flash.
0: Well, and if if you look at the figure, like right here, look how big and bulky he is. Yeah, that, it just you know? didn't
1: feel like Flash.
0: It turns out that's Darkseid being reborn. Okay. If you look at that issue number two of Countdown, Orion literally tears his heart out, and then and Darkseid explodes. And you see a skeleton laying on the ground. <clears throat> if you go back and look at this DC Universe Zero Excuse me. There are ads placed throughout it for upcoming DC storylines. Mm-hmm. In the book, it's structured in a way that the ad reflects the pages of DC Universe Zero that you just read. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as as you start out here, you, you move into the uh, Superman dealing with Superboy Prime. Uh, Superman and the Legion of Superheroes right. dealing with Supermore Prime. Well, the first ad that comes up is called Final Crisis Legion of Three Worlds Prime Evil, and it shows Prime there. So this reflects what previously happened. Then you move into the Batman Joker section of this. Which
1: was probably my favorite, but I was also confused <coughs> by it. I haven't been reading
0: Batman lately, so I'm not really sure. Because, you know, Grant Morrison's writing it, and that's a turnoff for me right <laughs> away. But uh, I may end up getting the the RIP trade when they collect that. But anyway, this this obviously is promoting Batman RIP because you turn a page, and there's a Batman RIP. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the Wonder Woman section of this. And is it just me, or do these guys look like the dudes from 300?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Um, So you turn that, and it's a Wonder Woman ad. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, you've got the Green Lantern section, which I'm really stoked about. I this spread here with the emotional spectrum?
1: Right, and I take that back about... About the Batman being my favorite. This is actually my favorite, mostly because of what's this character's name with the black, the Black Hand or Black Hand, um, yeah. Because it's just so gruesome. Now you can look through
0: here and you get a lot of hints. Mm-hmm. Let's step through this real quick. The first color we come to after Black Hand shows up is red, mm-hmm. and he's and it's a guy dressed in the red lantern outfit. I believe his name is Atrocitus. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, on a side note, um, in the current Issues of Green Lantern that Jeff Johns is doing a secret origin Ow. uh arc. And basically uh-huh. it retells the origin of, of Hal Jordan but adds to it. Uh Atrocitus shows up in issue thirty here. Okay. Um it come to find out when is it Abinsur? The yeah. is that the name of the yeah. alien that crash landed on Earth? I get him and his son's name mixed up. Abinsur was actually transporting this character atrocitus interesting okay and when they crash landed uh atrocitus escaped and then hal jordan finds alvin Sur. okay so atrocitus shows up in this this green lantern secret origin arc going on is really cool um so then we move on to the orange and of course we know that's greed mm-hmm. and the, this character who's uh Called Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. I read in the interview with Jeff Johns. He talks about this spread here. He doesn't give everything away, but he does confirm that that is Agent Orange. You know, he's like, "Don't touch that. That's mine." You know, the greed happening. Mongol over in the Green Lantern Corps book has mm-hmm. been collecting Sinestro Corps rings. Mm-hmm. He says in this page here, "You follow me now." I get the feeling that he's going to end up leading the Sinestro Corps with the yellow rings. Okay. of course, we have Green in the middle. John and Hal are investigating something that they were on the previous page. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Black Hand is getting sick in between all these different panels. He's throwing up black stuff out of I mean,
1: wonderfully just gruesome.
0: Then we move over to Ganthet and Saeed in the blue part of the spectrum. And he says he will spread hope if he accepts. So they're obviously talking about somebody, Mm -hmm. hoping that maybe that he will accept they're offered to join the blue Corps um, somebody I read uh, I read somewhere that somebody said, "What if it's Superman? Oh, but you know he's he would he would probably make a really good candidate for the blue yeah deal because he does spread hope Superman does spread hope might not be Superman whatever, and then we get the indigo, and this woman with the indigo outfit on is s- speaking a different language knock nuke arc. Three words. Jeff John says that's a different language uh, that the indigo. Uh, I keep wanting to say indigo, like the watch. Right. Indigo lanterns speak this language. And what she's saying there is something that all normal Green Lanterns say. Okay. Maybe it's part of the Green Lantern Oath, but in mm-hmm. their language or something. I don't know. And then, of course, uh, we have the purple. Uh, lanterns. And what do they represent? Love. Okay. So from left to right, you've got rage, greed, fear, willpower, hope, compassion, love. Purple's love. And that's the star sapphires uh-huh. sending out the purple rings. And all the while, we've got Black Hand in the middle, and he's talking to somebody, and he looks up at the sky and says, yes, I hear you. And then, of course, the last panel is the Black Lantern. Mm-hmm. So this whole deal, and you turn the page, and you get the... Black Lantern, uh, the, bla- uh, the Blackest Night Prelude ad. So, the, again, this Zero, DC Universe Zero structured, the, it teases you something then shows you the ad. Mm-hmm. So, and then we've, we've got, uh, the Spectre duking it out with somebody. Uh, and he shows up and tortures this, or punishes this man. The ad following this is odd because it's, it's, it, in the ad it's called Final Crisis Revelations, Show No Mercy, and it's got Dr. Light right and it, it doesn't reflect the specter you know it's kind of odd it's like the one in in this book that doesn't really reflect what happened previously then if, then we turn a page and we get this fiery guy falling from the sky and he looks big and bulky and if you if you know it's dark side it actually makes sense um and libra shows up to lead all these villains right and he's talking about how he's the prophet of of this, the new god and basically Jeff Johns has confirmed that that's actually Darkseid being reborn. Okay, So that makes total sense. And then when you turn the page, you get the Final Crisis ad that has Darkseid in it. Okay. And then, of course, we all know Barry Allen is just going to show up. That
1: may I borrow this? May I borrow two? Borrow your, what? Uh, may I borrow your, uh, yeah. your countdown, too? Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: And then... Um, I heard lots of people complaining about having to pay 50 cents for this. I think I'm in that boat. Really? This could have been the perfect free comic book day offering from, from DC. Really? But then again, it didn't exactly fall in the schedule. You know, perhaps yeah. they could have scheduled it that way because like I said, this came out a week uh, before, Um, uh, I'm sorry, it uh, came out the week after countdown one.
1: Yeah. I mean they could have bucked the trend and just been, you know, the Wednesday before. I mean come on. Yeah. Come on, DC. Now uh my, my problem with it though Did this was come that, out three days ago or the week before? It
0: came out the week before, didn't
1: it? Yeah, maybe the week before. Yes. Um uh, my my problem with this was that it was it was all tease. And, well, and, and and it wasn't good tease in that you have to be absorbed in the DCU to really get this. Yeah, that's true. You,
0: like I didn't know what was going on with Superman and the Legion. Yeah. Um, You know, I didn't read any of that. The first couple of pages of this were actually pretty cool because the narrator is talking about the multiverse and the final crisis and what happened in – not final crisis, but crisis on infinite earth and then what happened in infinite crisis (laughs) – so that's kind of cool. But then, yeah, you have to know what's going on in the Superman books to get this big old splash page yeah. full of Legion members. And I,
1: I do read Superman on a regular basis, so I got that. That that was fine. Um, the Wonder Woman stuff I don't read. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it, that's just something that's not on my radar. Batman, uh, never been, though I am a fan of the character, I've never really read the books except for a good story arc and a trade or something like that, but I don't normally read If read you don't Batman. read Green Lantern,
0: this is going to be really confusing don't you yeah. think?
1: Yeah, and and you see, and, and that's where I think this kind of suffers a little bit in yeah. that you, you, you know, n- not once while I was reading it did I go, well, that's a lie. During the, the Green Lantern one, I got kind of excited. Yeah. But it, but for the most part, I was like, I don't care. You know, okay, so these things are going across the universe. And I know Final Crisis is coming up, and I'm excited about that. I'm going to read that. But, you know, it it just, this DC Universe Zero didn't, Excite me! It didn't. It didn't feel like a launching pad. It just kind of felt like a.
0: Clook, clook, clook. It kind of felt like just a summary of where we were.
1: Yeah. Um. You know, to end the show, you want to talk about uh, Mercury and the Murd?
0: Well, yeah. Sean Pryor, Optimus Black, two thousand seven. Uh, founder. Is he the founder or co-founder of uh, P- PDK? P-
1: PDKmedia.com dot com. Um, I'm not sure, but he's definitely one one of the founders. He sent us a couple of preview comics. And uh. The one we like is Mercury and the Murd. Yes, and <laughs> it is it is delightfully uh, quirky. <laughs> I can hear Adam
0: Murdo's voice when I'm reading that. Let's see. One of the characters obviously is based on Adam Murdo. Yeah, with from Adam's the comic
1: from the comic Geek, from Speak. Comic Geek, Geek Speak podcast. Yeah. And uh, Adam it's like just a buddy
0: to- cop comic right?
1: Right and to, just to describe Murd for anyone out there who's not familiar with him um, his most distinguishing feature is his mutton chops some of the
0: most impressive mutton chops I've ever <laughs> seen actually
1: <laughs> and so the main character in here uh, uh, has just these. he's just a, he's got kind of a guy stuck in the 70s with his look and his mutton chops but um, I, I talked to Sean and this does take place in contemporary times and, and he's just kind of stuck you know, if you can remember some of these cool cop shows from the seventies, you know that this is kind of what it's emulating a little bit.
0: There's a soundtrack to this comic available on iTunes, which I have yet to download and listen to. I didn't to. know that. Yeah, really? Yeah, uh, it actually looks pretty cool. Or I mean, the sound, the the comic looks cool, but the the concept of a soundtrack to go along with it, sound, yes. it's like a really cool idea. So I'm looking forward to downloading that and listening to that
1: and we should also mention just the other title on this which I have to open it up here on my do you have it more available than I do Brad?
0: X01 and the rock solid steel bots yeah
1: and that and that's the second one by them too that's an issue zero and I'm not do you know how he plans to, well he has his own media company so I'm sure he plans to just uh, distribute these well uh, he was on a recent episode of Comic Geek Speak and he mm-hmm. talked all about it and
0: me being you know crappy memory guy I mean, that's my new superhero name, Crappy Memory. guy. Crappy Memory Guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the details. You're but.
1: not so much a hero as a hindrance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do we really have to let him be part of the Justice League?
1: unless he just, there's he something we have down. to forget, he Get just slows th- us down.
0: <laughs> if there's something we want to forget, we can <laughs> let him on, in on it, and like he'd be the only one that knows, and then, you know, hopefully he'll forget, and then we'll never have to deal with it again. <laughs> crappy Memory Guy. <laughs> But rock solid, Exo One and the Rock Solid Steelbots is the yes. other one. That one um, was less to my liking than than uh, uh, Mercury and the Merd, mm-hmm. but it still
1: was entertaining. And uh, and Peter Rios is featured in that one. A young, yeah, a Peter, young Rios Peter Rios from Comic Geek speaks, so that's fun too. So um, I think
0: he said that we will see an older Peter Rios later on down oh, the line. Tap dancing, yeah. <laughs> P- is a Dot com is that it yeah, yeah. So i'm looking check, at it right here definitely check those out because they are oh and uh he recently did a was it new york con or the pittsburgh con where where he had mercury and the murd action figures available That's at his right. table he had a picture of them on the webs on the on the comic forums and it looked uh it lo- looked like you know ken dolls with uh mutton chops it looked pretty cool actually that's awesome it's like they took a white kendall and a black kendall because mercury is a black guy Mm -hmm. and murd is the white guy in the in the buddy cop comic and so that looked pretty cool he said they sold uh, several of those mercury and the
1: murd dolls uh here's a little tagline for it finally a, a buddy cop comic with a touch of funk and sideburns it's like lethal weapons meets uh stoker and hoop stoker and hoop yeah you know Stoker and Hoop. I'm not familiar with Stoker and. Neither Hoop. am I, but I'm going to say it like I do. Brad Stoker and Hoop. Anyway, I'm, we should wrap up. I'm trying to pull up a song
0: for uh that I think would would sound you. I know what you're going to pull up. No, you don't. I bet you I do. No, you don't. I bet you I do. I'm trying to. Find, oh, I'm looking in the wrong part. I want to talk about um, one other thing the uh, the design a t-shirt contest that oh, I thank that you, I right. mentioned. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, there's a picture of, uh, on the comic forums on our message board, there's a, a thread talking about this. This is a picture of my mother's parents, my grandparents, which I knew as Mimi and Granddad. It's an old black and white picture. Apparently, they're dressed up for Halloween or something. I hope so. Yeah. And I want to put that picture on a T-shirt. And I've asked the board to come up with text for me to put underneath mm-hmm. it. Um, please go to the board and find that thread and see what other people have actually you can't see what other people have contributed because the instructions are to send it to me via email mm-hmm. and all the instructions are in that thread but please uh help me come up with something to to put on that shirt and uh what I'm going to do is take my favorites and compile a list and then I'll have the the board uh vote on them uh, and the winner uh I uh the contributor of the winning slogan or whatever will receive a t-shirt with that on there from me, I'll send that to them. Um, but I'm, uh, this picture for some reason really, really speaks to me. So I really want to, I really want to put them on a t-shirt because it's just, it, I don't know, it just makes me laugh. It's, they're just fun. It's just a funny I'm trying to do two things at once can
1: you tell I'm a I I, yeah. I, can't I uh well well anymore. I haven't really uh contributed to it mine involves something about um, too bad for genetics or something like that <laughs> well, those okay.
0: you are eligible Oh am I might. Yeah you are eligible okay. because it's not going to be me that decides Okay it'll be the board what I'm going to do is compile a list of my favorites mm-hmm. if it's funny enough it'll make the list and then the other the uh you know the the listeners will will help will decide will help pick a winner Okay, you ready? Yeah, I think I'm done with everything I wanted to talk about. Okay,
1: this was a, a, a comic filled episode, so let's, let's wrap this up. Um, for Brad, I'm Frank, and this is a half hour wasted. You can always reach us at a half wasted at gmail.com. Visit us at the comic forums. Go to our website, we're on iTunes. And Brad, do they want to drop a voicemail? You can call 641 715 3900,
0: extension 7750064.
1: And, uh, Please thank, Tell us what you think. Thanks yeah.
0: to those who have done that. We yeah. really appreciate the feedback, and it it uh, makes it easier to to keep doing these shows when we when we know people are listening.
1: And uh, and thank you DCBS for sponsoring. And uh, anyone else we should thank? Uh, Limp Biscuit. Definitely. See you later. Bye. Bye.